Oh, hey there, everybody. Welcome to Never Seen It. This is a podcast about movies that we haven't seen yet. My name is Betsy, and I'm your host today. With me, as always, is Trent. Well, hi there. (laughs) Yeah, as you can tell from our spot-on whatever kind of accent we're calling that. I have no idea. Uh, We are watching a sports movie, specifically a hockey movie. I have no idea if it's actually set in Canada, but we're deciding in this moment that it is because it's Goon. Goon. Trent, we have never watched Goon. This movie came out in 2011, Mm -hmm. and I think we have wanted to watch it since roughly 2011. Yeah, that's the year that Betsy and I met. And yeah, yeah, it's been on our list since then. We just never sat down to watch it. So today is the day. We we have this one more space in our calendar, and we decided this was the choice. So Trent, tell the people, what do you know about Goon? Well, like you said, it's a hockey movie. (laughs) Um, Starring Sean William Scott. Now, those of you who do not know the name absolutely know who this guy is. If you grew up in the 90s, you if certainly If you grew do. up around the same time that we did. Uh, he's Stifler. From, from the American Pie. From the American Pie movies and all of the sequels. He was also in Dude, Where's My Car? Yeah. He he is famous for being kind of a moron. Well, playing <laughs> yes. kind of a moron. Uh, he himself is actually from this part of the country. He's from where Minnesota. We he is from Minnesota. And I don't know whether or not they cast him because of that or in spite of that. I have no idea, but... Like you said, like this is a this is a movie about hockey. We don't do a lot of sports movies, but again, this movie got a lot of buzz and like really high reviews. And like I just a don't sequel. Underst- yeah, I don't really understand yet why a movie like this or a character like this would number one merit a movie, let alone a sequel, and have it be so well received. So I know that the person who wrote this movie is Jay Baruchel. Yes. And obviously he is very Canadian. He is very Canadian, yes. So that's why I kind of assume there's probably at least an undercurrent of Canada. uh, Because hockey is very, very big in Canada. uh, To a lesser extent in the United States. Like, people like hockey here, but people love hockey in Canada. There's also, like, a very weirdly shaped Venn diagram of people who like hockey in relation to the state of Minnesota. Minnesota loves their hockey. I don't know. It's basically Canada. It's close enough. It's close enough. It It is a border border state, but Minnesotans love their hockey. Not so much the Dakotas and Wisconsin or even like some of Michigan. No, once you go farther west, it stops being a thing. But farther east, you'll run into people that play hockey. We are not hockey fans in this family. We don't know shit about hockey. No, like the extent of my hockey knowledge comes from Happy Gilmore. (laughs) And I'm sure we're going to be talking more about Happy Gilmore later on in in this uh, uh, episode anyway uh but as far as the what i know about the movie itself sean william scott is the star he is playing a guy that is referred to as a goon now a goon in my understanding is a guy kind of like the happy gilmore character in that he's not a very good skater he's not really a good hockey player but damn it he can fight he goes out there to fuck shit up yeah yeah, and the, like the poster is him with missing teeth and a black eye or something, something like, like that. Something like that, like a bleeding lip. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is what I am assuming this movie is, is he is just this brash, yeah. nonsensical man who it's, is all brawn and no brain. And maybe he like gets recruited by a team because they lose somebody and like, 
does he get recruited to a team and then help them win the playoffs or what? I I don't know where the end game is. Like, what is the story of this guy? Is it a redemption story? Is it happy Gilmore? If he actually made the team, right? That's kind of what I'm thinking of. Cause I like the only thing that is coming to my head is happy Gilmore. And I have no idea. (laughs) I know Jay Baruchel is in it. I know he wrote it. Yeah. I know it's Sean William Scott. And I know there's probably a bunch of other Canadian actors that probably. we're not aware of. Probably. But I think you and I have kind of a limited amount of knowledge. So yeah. with that, we're going to wrap up this intro. We're going to go watch Goon and we will be right back. Trent, that was Goon. What did you think of that movie? Man, I wanted to like this movie. Uh Uh-oh. And I just couldn't. I just couldn't. It's really, really bad. Oh, okay. You're going for it's bad, bad. I don't like this movie. Interesting. Yeah. I wasn't sure where you were going to land on this because when we're watching the movie... Based on your reaction, sometimes you react positively during uh-huh. a movie and yeah. you hate it. Sometimes yeah. you react not at all and you love it. So you're a hard yeah. man to read. Yeah, and that's one of the uh, the obstacles of this here podcast where you're not actually hearing us react to the movie. Now, I'm not going to say that this is a terrible movie and I hated everything. No, I, I laughed at a lot of things. I thought a lot of stuff was clever. But overall... I just can't like this movie. I don't know why exactly. And we're going to talk it out here, but uh, that's my initial reaction. What did you think? I agree. It's not like the worst movie of all time, but it's that weird tone problem where I was expecting a full on comedy. I was expecting like over the top, especially the way it starts. Yeah. But then it starts treading into almost drama a little bit. And I'm like, okay, are we going for heartwarming story about this guy who's just a big dumb dude? Yeah. But he's it's you know heartwarming and you love him. Right. And it's like a big flourish at the end. Yeah. Like the good guys win. Is it going to be like a traditional inspirational sports story? Is it going to turn into that? Or is it going to be even stupider like an Adam Sandler movie? Right. Is this like a dumbass comedy that, you know, teenage boys enjoy right it falls somewhere in between and that is hard to contend with like i didn't hate it i liked parts of it but i kept waiting for it to get good like it was just kind of fine the whole time it never found itself no i never found a moment where i was thinking Okay, it's in the groove and I'm enjoying myself. Right. I like you laughed. Yeah. There were things that were funny, but there were also things that were really juvenile and just like somebody spouting a bunch of swear words and, you know, making lewd gestures. And like, I can only laugh at that stuff for so long. Like, I'm okay with it to a point. There are some moments here that are way, way bad, but they try to make it okay. We'll get to that in in a minute, but... A lot of that stuff, just, mm, it, it was too much, too often, 
and I just couldn't take it anymore. It's, like by the end, I I was done. It's the difference between is it because this movie was made in 2011? It came out in 2012. Apparently, we had that date a little bit screwy just because of the, nah. when it was released. But is it the difference between? It hasn't aged well, or they knew exactly what they were doing and they did it anyway. Right. Because this is that cusp where we've talked about it before, where some of those old habits that die hard were still kind of sneaking in here, but they put context around it. It's also based on a true story and based on- Well, inspired by- Fine, fine. But I'm saying here, when when these events, let's say, take place in the 90s, like the early 90s is when this guy actually- played yeah these guys are going to act a little different yeah they're going to have this this other language they're going to say these words that you're not supposed to say anymore and these attitudes about you know gay people and whatever else it's a lot of that juvenile stuff that you were mentioning but it's couched in the fact that it's still kind of in present day Right, it's not actually taking place in the 80s or 90s. This was a no. present-day movie when it right, came out. Right, like They the, all have cell phones. Yeah, everybody has a cell phone. And a camera. And Jay Baruchel has a digital camera. He has some kind of online show, but he has a studio that has producers? Cable access? Question See, that, mark? that's the thing. It's kind of both. In 1990, you could have had a cable access show with a, you know, a producer, maybe. But in this case, it's also in the present day where cable access does not exist. It just doesn't. No, but it's also Canada. Maybe they have more well, in Jay Canada. Well, Jay is in Massachusetts. Oh, that's true. I forgot because yeah. he's, he is he's not actually Canadian he is, here. He is a Canadian, but he is playing an American in this right. movie. Right. It's all of these things where I know what's real. I know what this is actually supposed to look like, but it isn't that. Is it 1990 or is it 2011? I never at all at any point in this movie considered it was any time other than present day. Yeah. Because they give you no reason to believe it. It's just because we looked up the real guy this is based on that, you know, he was around in the 80s and the 90s. But even still, like, the thing about him having a cable access show, the way he has a set, the way he has these people hanging around him, that doesn't make any sense. Why would he have a YouTube show like this? Where it's like a call-in show, but it's not? It's I just did not get that portion of it. And... Maybe that's just Jay Baruchel wanting to be in the movie more that he wrote. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. That character is absolutely obnoxious. Yeah, and he's, I think he knows it. He knows it. Like, he's one of those guys that smokes too much weed and every other word out of his mouth is a curse word because he yeah. doesn't know any other intelligent thing to say. Yeah. He's pissing everybody off. He's just like, he grew to be 13 years old and then he stopped. Yeah. He's a grown-ass man, but he's just this weird little little boy man. And again, I can get down with that. Like, I love a lot of different, like, Seth Rogen-type movies. I, I'm okay with that kind of stuff, to a point. To a but point. if your entire character is this person and that's all you are, like, there's no growth. There's no... Well, by the way, this is an hour and a half movie. There kind of can't be any growth here. There's no time for that. I, I will give you that. Let, since, you, since you've touched on this, I would say that that is another problem with this movie is the characters are kind of underdeveloped pretty much in yeah. every situation. Like Sean William Scott... And Liev Schreiber, 
probably have the most nuanced characters, but that's yeah. because I'm giving credit to them as actors. Yes. Okay, here's what I will say. Sean William Scott is really good in this movie. Yes. I will stand by that statement. Absolutely. Because he has the ability, he, is, he has made a career off playing these dudes who are just kind of, I don't even know what the right word is. They don't really grow up. They're sort of man boys, but yeah. they are, you know, sex. they're sometimes too sexed up. They're too, like, hitting on people. Or, like, in this case, he's just kind of a dumb meathead. Mm-hmm. But the thing that saves him in this movie is this guy knows he's a dumb meathead. Right. But at the same time, you also have this side story of him meeting this girl, and it turns out that he's a big sweetheart. Yeah, he's a big beefy teddy bear yeah there, you care about him like i found myself like ah, he's a really nice guy right and he's not going to say okay well you have a boyfriend i'm not gonna hang around you anymore because i only want this one thing no he continues to, to hang around and be nice to her and be friends because that's the kind of thing that you should do he does all these things that he thinks he should do because he doesn't know any better. Well, and he says at one point in the movie, if my team needs me to, like, what is it, take a beating or something? To bleed. If my team needs me to bleed, I will. Yeah. But he does that metaphorically the whole movie. He's just sort of a doormat. Right. Where you know, the, the other player spits at him, mm-hmm. and he gets down and he cleans the floor. Right. Like, he just no, he, accepts his fate. He doesn't spit at him. He spits on the logo. And he respects the logo of the team so much that he cleans that up. Right, but he's going out of his way to do things like that in this yeah. movie, where yeah. he's he's taking out the garbage at his job, and mm-hmm. he's cleaning up the floor. When he's just a bouncer. Yeah, he just needs to be at the door. But he's, like, really polite, yeah. and he doesn't do drugs, and the only thing he drinks is beer. He doesn't really do, like, hard liquor. Like, at one point in the movie, he says, beer and soup, that's my jam. (laughs) (laughs) That's my thing. That's my thing. So he's, like, this simple guy with simple tastes, and he knows it, and it's okay. So Yeah, him as a character, I only have one little problem with. I mean, it's, it's not really a little problem, to be honest. I just didn't buy his aw shucks demeanor because it went too far. Like, nobody is this dim. I don't know if he's dim. I think he just, he is very limited in his skill set. And he knows it. Like, he's not a doctor. His parents are doctors. Yeah. His brother is a doctor. He's too dumb to be a doctor, and he knows that. But he also doesn't really know what else to be what well, else it, to do it's not even that is it it is the interactions that he has had he he is socially stunted in in a, in a lot of different ways and i think that is the thing that is really preventing me from giving him the benefit of the doubt like him interacting with Allison pill and him interacting with jay baruchel he's just this like meek little guy in a big meathead body and i think that's that's really the thing that is is um disconnected for me because he shouldn't be this way and I just don't buy him being this way like why would he even want to hang out and be on a hockey team when everybody else is these these brash assholes why would he want to be around these guys well it's how he kind of turns it on and turns it off it only reveals itself that he is like this that he has this ability when he is trying to protect his friend 
It's yeah. always when he is protecting somebody else. He never does it for himself. He's not a hothead. He no, doesn't go out there and kick people's asses. He's doing it to protect his teammates, to protect his friends. And, but it's not emotional. Like, no. he's not going out there to to really protect his friends. He's doing it because that's his job. Yeah. And then when somebody identifies that, that it's his skill. And like he's, when they sh- they show it the first time... He is being repeatedly punched in the face and he's barely reacting and he's just got massive meat hook hands yeah. where he is just beating the shit out of this guy until he cracks his forehead open and smashes his helmet to emphasize this guy is really big and strong yeah. and he's a brick wall. And it only comes out when he's protecting people. And that's how he gets on the team. He can't skate. He can't play hockey. He's not a hockey player. He is paid to be a brick wall. (laughs) And this reminds me, I I keep on bringing it back to like old Simpsons stuff. There is an episode of of the Simpsons where Homer is like at Moe's bar and people are like beating him up and, and and Homer is just being this very nice guy trying to say, Hey guys, I really wish you that you, that you wouldn't do this thing. Stop hitting me. Please. While he's like being beamed in the head with a chair and a stool. And like, he's not going down. And it's revealed that Mo used to be a boxing promoter and they get Homer into boxing and he just never fights back because he, <laughs> his whole shtick is he takes a beating. His whole thing is he can take a beating and not ever fall down. By the end, his opponent is so tired. He could just push him over. That's the joke. And by the end, he's going up against the, the Mike Tyson knockoff character. So what you're saying is Doug in this movie is Homer Simpson. Yeah. Where Homer <laughs> to is a kind, degree. Homer is kind of a simpleton and he, and Doug is kind of a simpleton and it's that same kind of an attitude, but there's just nothing else there to to this guy or to this story, really. That must be the crayon in his brain. It's <laughs> <laughs> a too, different episode. I too have seen The Simpsons. It's a different episode. And I know the crayon is what makes him dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But again, I, I did not hate this movie. I enjoyed some of the lines. Like some of the writing is actually pretty funny. There is some dialogue in here that's almost you almost miss it. Like the announcer yeah, throughout the, the movie. Great. He's a real former NHL announcer. Mm-hmm. And he would just say things like when they win a game, he's like, I'm gonna go home and pop the champagne and, and make love, and make to, love my, to my wife. To my wife. <laughs> <laughs> an, an event that doesn't happen very often. Yeah, and we get we get introduced to this guy with him like just hanging back while the national anthem of Canada is being sung. Oh Canada, this terrible singer is out there singing it. And how many times has he heard the national anthem sung to him? By varying degrees of talent. To this people. woman is butchering the Canadian this woman is anthem. Terrible, and he says something to the effect of, "What a what a bad rendition of of, of this thing. It's it's borderline treasonous." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is some wit throughout, but it's that thing again where it's juxtaposed with, "I'm just gonna have a string of curse words." Yeah. Like, if it wasn't just that, and I understand they're sports guys, they're hockey guys, they're going to curse all the time. I understand And give each other shit. But you can be smarter about it. You can be better about it. Like, you're putting this up on a big-ass screen. You're hiring actors to do this. Maybe they weren't all actors, maybe? Maybe they're just actually hockey players? That was one thing I noticed, was there are very few people in this movie I recognize. Yeah, it's like the, the four people that we mentioned. So it's like, are they actually actors who used to play hockey so they can at least skate? Are they I all former know. players who have never acted? I don't, I don't know. 
So there wasn't a whole lot of like extra like acting nuance to any of these other guys. They're just cursing to, to curse. No, and then like Eugene Levy shows up and he's there Which being is a, a di- nice touch yeah, uh, connection to him to American Pie. He's just playing a disappointed father yeah. and there's no arc for him. Like he doesn't even like show up in the championship like when they're going to win the playoff game and go yeah. to the championships. Yeah. They're not there. No. They th- show up 3 times in the entire movie. He is disappointed at every single turn. There's nothing funny about him. Nope. You get Eugene Levy and don't let him be funny. What is what is wrong with that? He got like one line at the beginning, but it's in the context of being a disappointed being a, father. Being a disappointed Jewish father. Yeah. Which okay, let's let's address that whole thing. At in that scene, they're at Temple and Doug is out there like greeting people as they're He's leaving. holding the door. He's, he's being polite. Okay. And he's inter- like the, the father is introducing the sons and there's a joke at the end about that they're adopted. Like, is that actually a joke or are they actually adopted? I genuinely don't know. I would assume it's actually that they're adopted because number one, neither of those children are the spawn of Eugene Levy. No, <laughs> I've seen I've seen, I've seen his real son. <laughs> yeah. Um. So no, I don't buy they are his biological children. Yeah. They don't really have any sort of resemblance. No. But I don't know. It's just like another layer, and that's probably coming from Jay Baruchel because I think he is also Jewish. So that's probably sure. more coming from him than anything. Fine. But again, I just, I don't get how you get a guy like this. And like the mother, I have no idea who she was. The other brother, I have no idea who he was. They're not important. It's not, it doesn't I, matter. I know. But, and I'm sure this was a very low budget movie and there's all the excuses in the world to not have more actors in your movie or to have your actors actually do something. Like your bigger name actress to do something. Leo Schreiber is a fantastic actor. And he does a great job, too. He puts in all of the work for however long he's actually on screen. But, yeah, I just feel like those other people are wasted. But, again, it's because they don't really have much to do. Like, Allison Pill, you mentioned her. Yeah. She shows up at a bar, and he thinks she's cute. So they start, like, flirting with each other, and then they make out a little bit. And then she immediately starts acting super weird. And it's like, okay, what's the reveal? What's going on? Because she's just acting weird. And it's because she's got a boyfriend. Well, yeah, she walks in on the phone with her boyfriend who, who is in China. Is that where he is? Yeah. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Like, I missed it all together. Like, that's the reason why she's having a hard time hearing him is because there's all sorts of, like, weird interference with oh, the Chinese connection. Oh, that's what that was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Her boyfriend nope, was... missed o- it completely. Yeah, her boyfriend was overseas, and that's why she feels like it's okay to sleep around, let's say. I don't know. Like, that thing right there could have been something. The, the story with her cheating on her boyfriend... And him being a puppy dog and like bringing her gifts and thinking that they're that they're going out. When in reality, she admits it. She says, I'm a horny all the time. I sleep around with everybody that I come across. I'm a bad girlfriend. I'm a bad girlfriend and you're really sweet. And I can't take this because I'm falling in love with you. And I don't feel like I deserve to have somebody actually like me. That's like a, a, a deeper... <laughs> it's a deeper concept that this movie isn't deserving of. It almost doesn't need to be here at all. Like having, like I have arguments for both things, for both lanes. You could do without a love story at all. Yeah. 
Totally. It could just be cut completely, yep. and the movie would pretty much be the same. But it also, on the other hand, demonstrates further that he is just a big, soft teddy bear. Sure. So, I, I don't it's, know. It, they just didn't do very much with it. it it's, it's more of the reinforcement of his character and less about her. Yeah, she's kind of a nothing character. Going back to the fact that this is an hour and a half movie and there's no time to develop that anymore. Yeah, again, not bad. Allison Bill's not bad in this. No. Second time she's shown up in recent memory. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, yeah, she doesn't really have anything to do. She's sort of one, one note, one dimensional. And then he gets the girl and the movie's over and it's like, oh, okay. I guess that was that. Cool. Yeah. And then the movie ends with them back in the locker room. And he says, yeah, I think I really got him. And then credits. Like, how do you end a movie like that? Like, again, that is more of a comedic thing. This movie is not a comedy. I don't know what this movie is. It's a little bit of everything. Like, I wish he had leaned more into the dramatic element of it. I think, honestly, it would be served better if this was, okay, this is a drama. But there's funny moments in it. Right. I would have, I think I would have bought in a little bit more if that's what it was. Because I was expecting a really goofy ass comedy. Like the poster, like I said, is him and he's missing a tooth and he's bleeding. And he look and he's grinning like an idiot. Like that is serving up to me. This is a goofy comedy. Yeah. Like I asked a couple of times during the movie saying, Hey, is this the, the part where it's going to become a hockey movie? Like these two guys are in the penalty box and we're going to cut over to the actual hockey action? No. The lead up in a normal sports movie is the teams going into the playoffs or going, you know, for to, for a chance to get into the playoffs or whatever the fuck this is. They come together. Yeah. And there's a final culmination game. But in reality, the final culmination is the big fight between him and Leo Schreiber. Yeah. So this team is on a losing streak. When he comes on board, he joins the team. He's excited to be there. None of them are excited to be there. They all kind of fuck with each other and they sort of hate each other and they're a terrible team. Even the coach doesn't do anything to support them team building. This They need team building exercises. And I wish they would have actually spent more time explaining what Doug's role actually is. Like, I understand what that is. And I don't know if you have ever heard the term goon before this movie. Nah. No. I wish they would have spent more time talking about that. Well, let's get back to that in a minute. Let's just stay on this for just a second. So the team in most of these movies, what happens in this movie happens in most sports movies where they are not a team. And they have some magical bonding experience that brings them together. And then by the end, they're playing really well and they win as a team. Right. Like they bring in the ringer to to try to help out. And he's the inspirational guy who's going to help them get across the finish line or whatever other sports metaphor we're going to bring up here. But in in reality, he's brought in just to protect their star player. Their star player gets a fucking hat trick. That's another sports reference. And And the final game only because he is inspired by that player. So all of the pieces are here for the inspiring sports story, but they don't go there. Right, that's my point, is we aren't doing enough to focus on the team like you would in a sports movie. It's more yeah. about the individual, yep. but we're not spending enough time with the individual to understand why the team gets better. Right. But then, you know, at the end, we're happy, but 
it's not because the team won. We're happy because he kicked the shit out of another player. <laughs> right, right. It's not them, like, at the end of the movie all celebrating and going out for drinks and everybody having a great time. No, it's him all bloodied up in the locker room saying, hey, I kicked his ass. I did the thing. Yeah. So let's transition to that. So you said... The term goon and what his job is. I think this movie would really have been more understood by me if I knew anything about fucking hockey. So this is obviously a very intense sport. People talk about the NFL being a violent sport. It's like, you've never watched hockey, have you? Now, I think they have, in more recent years, toned down or tried to tone down some of this. In the NHL. Yes, but this right here oh, is minor. This right here is minor league hockey. This is one level or maybe even two levels bef- below the actual NHL. And where he started is what he, what the coach said was a farm league to try to get like the local, the local boys, the local kids to come in, or even like the thirty-year-old fuck-ups who come in off the street and need something to do. Because, like, one of the guys says, well, I'm a, I'm a divorced dad. I got nothing else to do but live, relive the glory days. All those teams, they're the ones who just let it go. Now, I'm with you. I know almost nothing about hockey. I, I probably know a little bit more than you because I watch more sports. But Or sports and television. Sports in general. Like, I I watch football. That That is the extent of my sports knowledge. That's it. The NFL. Not even even college. I've heard of the sport. (laughs) (laughs) You know there's a puck. You know that there's ice. And they skate. And I know by reputation that this is a thing in hockey where people are there to see the fights break out. Sure. And and the real guy is listed as an enforcer, which I assume is exactly what we see here. He is the big dude who doesn't need to be good at the sport. His entire job is to fuck people up. Just to get them off the ice well, and, and give an opportunity to the team. You also see in this movie where he is used in other areas. He isn't just out there to kick people's ass. He, for the long chunk of the movie, he is. I get that. But what I'm saying here is he is put in position to try to help, like, guard the goal or, like, be an extra body somewhere. He's not just there to kick people's ass. He's there to be a brick wall. Yeah. But, but that all being said, I, I really know nothing else about this position or anything else. That's why I wanted them to, to focus on that, where, again, we we're going back to what, what a normal sports movie is. You bring this guy in, and he's supposed to help out the team doing whatever it is that he is talented at. In reality, he, he is just brought in in order to protect the guy who is their star player. La flamme. Yeah. And the reason why they bring him in is because he got fucking gun shy after he got into the NHL and somebody fucking smoked him and took him out. And from then on, he's a little gun shy as to be even being out on the ice and making contact with anybody. So he got kicked out of the NHL and he's back in the minor leagues, essentially. And he's a mess. Yeah. He's doing drugs and partying. And again, this is like that weird tangential thing where, okay, is this the comedy element? Because by the end, he just miraculously healed. He's back to normal and he can skate again. And that guy's his best friend. And you're on my team. And oh, buddy, this is great. And we're winning. And we're it's just a weird turn. Am I supposed to be like sad about his predicament? 
He's like hanging out in strip bars and like doing cocaine off of some woman's back as he's having sex with him and having it filmed by a bunch of bikers. Like, am I sad about his current predicament or is this more comedy? Like you said, am I supposed to laugh at what I'm, what I'm being shown here? It's a little of both. Yeah. He's just an asshole. Yeah. But we don't know if he is earning his redemption arc or he's supposed to be funny but there's no redemption, though. But like, there kind a... of is. All of a sudden, he can skate again because he saw his friend beat the shit out of him. Now he's my friend, even though he took yeah. my spot on the team. Like, it doesn't... I don't know. It doesn't make sense. And again, maybe if I understood more about hockey, I would feel more connected to the sport and thus it... more connected to the players. Maybe. If I, if, I, if I was a hockey fan, I think I would have probably gotten more out of the camaraderie between the players and the concepts that they're thrown at us about this position and this position are, are supposed to help each other. But even then the movie doesn't even really show a lot of hockey, like real, real hockey. They're just kind of out there skating. There's a lot of games, but they don't spend a lot of time in those games because it's no. mostly just him beating people up. Yeah. That's what we see at the games. Right. Yeah. So here's a, here's my experience with hockey. I've never been to a game but in high school, I had a teacher who was into hockey. Okay. And we had a pop quiz or some test or something, and there was a bonus question. She would give you extra points if you could list the score of the game last night. Oh, jeez. And nobody in that room had ever seen hockey or knew anything about hockey. And we're all like, I don't know, like 20 to 10? <laughs> 30 to 5. Yeah, because everybody's used to, like, basketball and NFL High scores. scoring games. And she's like, do you guys know anything about hockey? No. It was, like, 2 to 1. Yeah. The score was 2 to 1. But how were we supposed to know that? We had no idea because in this part of the country, I think at that time, the local hockey team was pretty new. I suppose, yeah. This would have been, like, late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, early 2000s is when our local hockey team was actually pretty damn good. Well, and most of those players are, like, teenagers they're like 17 year olds yeah like early to mid 20s is about as old as they get because they either stop playing because they because they either get sick of it or they get really hurt or they move on to a higher league or something yeah and around here there's only one team and that's kind of it so you either play with them for as long as you can or you move away or you stop yeah i don't know of any player from our local hockey team that has actually gotten into the nhl i don't know any player from our local hockey team why would you (laughs) yeah so i think this is definitely a factor to how much we are gonna enjoy this movie i think it definitely is clouding our ability to appreciate what we're watching because if we were people who grew up watching dudes go out there and beat the shit out of each other it's like a primal thing that maybe we would be into maybe but here's the deal i want to bring it back full circle here because we talked a lot about happy gilmore in the intro and i don't know anything about golf do you there is a stick and a ball. There you go. And there's a hole. Betsy and I have gone golfing about the same am- amount of times as uh, each you're, other. You're ahead of me by a few. Maybe by like one or two. But Trent, I have golfed exactly twice, but the last time I got a trophy for the worst team. <laughs> I'm very proud of that accomplishment. That's the thing, though. You enjoy Happy Gilmore because 
it's not about the golf. It's it not is about, about the golf. The characters. But there is still an arc where he actually gets better at golf. Yes. So I can get excited about the golf that is on screen right because i'm now invested in him and his improvement they keep it at a level where you don't really need to care about the sport you care about the comedy and of course that movie is billed as a comedy because it was 90s adam sandler and it's a goofy ass movie from beginning to end it is r.i.p bob barker <laughs> best scene in any comedy of all time in any sports movie certainly yes but my point here is that Goon doesn't know what it wants to be. We keep on saying it. Is it a, a, an inspirational sports movie? Is it a sports comedy? Is it a straight up comedy? Is it slapstick? Is it like drama? Is it a romantic comedy? It's none of those things and all of those things at the same time. I, that That's why I don't like this movie. And I also just genuinely have a hard time watching two guys beat the shit out of each other over and over and yeah. over again. And I get it. That's the whole point. And I think if it were more funny, like leaning harder into being comedy, right. I might have been, okay, it's funny because they're kicking the crap out of each other. And like, he takes a puck in the face. Yeah. And then they're like beating him with sticks. Like, it's sort like, of they, funny. They take one of his fucking skates and cut his fucking ankle, which is what comes back in the, the later part of the movie where he fucking like breaks his ankle. Well, there's a scene where he talks about how he broke his ankle, so he's got an existing injury. Yeah, but I'm saying here in the scene where he takes a puck in the face, there is a very short scene where there's a blade going across his ankle. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. But, yeah, I suppose. But yeah, you're right. I I can only take so much fighting and, like, the gratuitous blood and everything else. That's okay to a point. That scene, I had to look away. I, I, I don't do well, even if it's fake. And you I know it's fake. I don't do well with that kind of stuff. That's me, though. And then you've got this whole other storyline with Liev Schreiber, who, again, great in this movie. Yeah. But he is playing it really straight and really dramatic. Like, I am the old player. I'm at the end of my career. And let me give you a piece of advice. They don't give a shit about you when your career is done. So yeah. get it while the getting is good. And if it comes down to you and me, I am going to take you the fuck out. Yeah, you could have followed that thread. He says, everyone loves soldiers until they stop fighting. And that's a great line. But again, this is more a dramatic scene. It is. And it's a good scene if we were doing a drama that had comedic bits to it. Yeah, and man, man, that's all I gotta say. Man, that's it. That's it. Goon. Goon. Man. Man, that's that's how I started this. Man, I I just cannot like this movie. I think it is a flawed movie. It's not a bad movie. I just don't know what you could do to improve it, other than know. what we're saying. I'll I'll say this. I am disappointed more than anything else. I am yeah. disappointed by this movie because it has such high ratings. It is held in such high regard. I remember people talking about goons saying that, yeah, this is actually a really good movie. I don't know where they're coming from. Maybe they really like hockey and they really like people getting the shit kicked out of them during yeah. games. Cause there's the, in the final scene where he and Liev finally face off, they get out of the penalty box they throw down their gloves and this scene goes on for a long time. Like he literally looks at the, at the referee mm -hmm. and he says, don't you fucking dare. Yeah. Like we are doing this 
Like, back the fuck up. Right, but there's no, like, there is a lead-up to it to a point, but I don't think that whole thing is even earned because they have one interaction prior to this. The whole build-up is all of the fans wanting it to happen, but even that is kind of unearned, too. And you see sometimes he can, like, read it in the paper, he sees it on TV. Right. So he's aware of this guy coming up to get his position, basically. And also, it is... 100% predictable that this is going to be the end of the movie where these two are going to face off no pun intended at the very end of the movie they're going to fight and one of them is going to win it's as simple as that and it's just not enough for me it's frustrating when movies are on the surface they look like they could be good there's a lot of meat on these bones I think there are elements of it that I really liked Uh, yeah I agree with you though just kind of like, hmm, that's a bummer. Yeah, it's it's a total bummer for me. I also would like to understand now, what's the sequel? Because is it just I this, I think it's probably more? just more, yeah. Does it's he, just him going out there, beating more people up. Does he go to the majors? Is that the difference? Hell no. Because he can't do that in the major leagues. Well, back in the 90s, you could. <laughs> but again, it's not in the 90s. It's present I know, day. I know. I, I would love to know what that other movie is. Is it just the continuing adventures of this guy? Is Allison Pill still there? I don't know. I genuinely kind of forgot it existed until we were at the library the other day and it was on the shelf. I was like, oh, yep. yeah, there's yep. another one of these. Yeah. Go figure. Well, Trent, do you have any other thoughts anything else we haven't talked about from this movie i am spent all right well folks if you have seen goon or could recommend a more better hockey movie perhaps i mean everybody is gonna say slap shot that that's like the gold standard of hockey comedies maybe the next time we'll do slap shot for you trent all right we'll see but we would love to hear your thoughts about this or any of the other recent movies that we have covered you can email us never seen it pod at gmail.com and we do have one such email from our superfan stephanie about the other movie that allison phil recently showed up in <laughs> and that was snowpiercer she begins this is a weird and bleak movie It kind of sticks in your mind and stays with you. I like it and have seen it a few times, but it is so devoid of hope that I don't like to revisit it often. Yeah, it's not a movie that you can really like. You can appreciate it. You can have some kind of enjoyment by, like, watching, like, the action scenes. Those are cool. The technical aspects of it. Yeah, but, like, you're not going to just sit down and just have a happy time watching Snowpiercer. I'm feeling so good. (laughs) Uh, She continues... Okay, so I assumed that we just don't see the livestock car. This was one of the problems I had was, where are the cows? They keep eating steak, but I don't know where the cows are. Yeah, it's a big train. I don't think it would be practical to have cows, so maybe the steak is people. For sure chickens and fish, but cows would take up too much space. I do see parallels between this and many other post-apocalyptic movies. LOL, in time. We just keep coming back to that Mm -hmm. piece of crap but ever so enjoyable Justin Timberlake movie. We did finish watching it, by the way. And we did. Yeah, it's, We watched it recently. It is as craptastic as we God, it's we bad. Yeah, yeah. But we love shit-talking it, so it's a good time. That's a good bad movie. Yeah. Go watch that if you want a good bad movie. Yeah. Uh, she continues, however, the visuals and train theme are pretty unique. Yeah. That schoolroom scene is pretty fucked up. Allison Pill is way creepy. 
The fight scenes are well done, and I agree that the sound editing and score set a really unsettling mood. Tilda Swinton is crazy in this movie. Overall, it's not a perfect movie, but it is interesting and striking. Yeah. Yes, we agree. There are a lot of technical qualities to it. We liked it. We'll see if we we revisit that one at any point. Yeah, revisiting movies that we cover on the show doesn't happen very often. That's because we're making new ones. We're watching new movies. It's true. But time will tell. But thank you again, Stephanie, for that email and for all your contributions to the pod. But we would love to hear from any of you who happen to be listening. That email again, neverseenitpod at gmail.com. You can also send us a message or just comment on any of our posts on social media because we see all of those and we are happy to read them there as well. You can support the show by clicking the link in the podcast description. But more than anything, we would love for you to rate this show wherever you are listening to your podcast. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Tell your friends about us. Anything to support the show, we appreciate. Help us grow the damn show. Yes, we would appreciate if you did that. So that's going to be it. We do have, folks, a new series coming. An announcement? An, what? An announcement? Oh my, okay. Yes, we are going to be doing for the rest of September. We kind of hinted at this on our, if you follow us on Twitter, uh, we recently did a movie called About Time. And we asked, what are your favorite time travel, time loop? What are your favorite I, movies? I call it time fuckery. I call it time foolery. Ha <laughs> ha! Uh, I win. I made the worst joke. <laughs> yeah, Betsy won. She she got to name this series. It's called Time Foolery. We're doing a time foolery series. We are doing four movies that have something to do with Playing around with time. Yeah, whether it be time travel or time loops or anything having to do with time, we're going to cover four different movies, all kind of from different kinds of time stuff and genres of film. So you can look forward to that first one on Sunday. Yep. Uh, The first one is actually one that I promised earlier on this year. I promised. He made a promise. I made a promise we were going to cover this movie. Betsy, I'm just going to say it. (gasps) Oh, no. We're going to cover Looper. We're doing Looper! Number one is Looper. Hell yeah, we're going to get some Ryan Johnson up in this bit. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, we've had that one on our list for a long time. Yes, very excited about Looper. To wet your whistle, that's what it's going to be. We're going to be watching Looper and three other time movies. So tune into those episodes. In the meantime, this has been another episode of Never Seen It. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Trent, for being here with me. We look forward to our next episode, but until then, my name is Betsy. My name's Trent. And we will see you then. Bye-bye.